test them again. One, two. I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do that again, no? No. It was no. annoying last time. <laughs> It'll be even more annoying this time. For everybody involved. Right, okay. To the Crying Beards podcast, I am Cal McMillan, photographer and sometime writer. Who are you next to me? Uh, I'm Christopher Patrick, writer, sometime director. And we also have a special guest this time around. We do. Like we're a real podcast. <laughs> it's, we need all the help we can get. We have uh, the wonderful Jenny McCord, photographer and I guess also sometime writer. So I guess she's trying to steal my place in this podcast already. Or mine. Joining us through Skype. Or yours, actually. I She can take yours. I'm not interested in you. <laughs> And is probably more understandable, so I should probably just take your place. Yes, oh, I don't know who she was talking to there. Probably both. Probably both of us. <laughs> I'm honest with you. No, but either whatever, either one of you that I'm going to replace, it's fine. I don't, I don't, I'm not picky. <laughs> Excellent. Right, well, you're gone, Chris. I'm sick of you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was quick. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> we've totally derailed things already by changing the personnel of the podcast. This time we're going to get all kind of arty-farty and creative about the influence of heartache and or romance on the creative process. Uh, if, uh, if, yeah, if one of us doesn't cry, then I'm going to consider this a failure. Uh, so. Both of us cry every My podcast. My money's on you, Calm, because you kind of <laughs> looked at me there when you brought up the topic as if you already wanted a hug from me. I never, uh, never <laughs> want you to hug me. And you do it all the time. I know. You love you, it though. No, I don't. I You've hate, grown to love it. I, I hate intimacy, Chris. You know this. You've grown to love it. That's I hate right. in, especially good, your, good especially your intimacy. <laughs> this, this was your idea to do this topic in the podcast. I know. I'm. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, right. So I guess we'll start then with me. I'm going to run with the fact that I am where I am now, being a creative in inverted commas, because I went through some pretty horrendous heartache and. I started writing more and then taking up photography and all that as something to do. So I wasn't sitting at home all sad looking at the wall because the wall was not interesting. It didn't have any posters on it or anything. So that, that was my first mistake, not putting any mistake. posters on the wall. Uh, so that that's what I started with. It. Do either of you guys have an insight into any direct influence it's had in your work? Um, I, yeah, well, I, I was writing a play uh, a couple of years. A year, year ago, I can't remember. Um, some time ago, it was something, and it was it's like it was a short comedy about about two old women that were that were stealing uh, food from a funeral, um, and I I'd, I'd lost my gran, I think maybe the the year or so before or within the year, and mm. and, I, and as I was writing that, I started writing this this monologue and just started breaking down, down crying whilst I was writing it, and it was just that, but it was just this this really un unintentional influence from this this kind this pain you know this pain this heartache and and but you know it was also this this really nice moment of catharsis and um so that's that's the the, the one that kind of springs to mind and, and direct influence uh from my from my life there was a, i was reading the uh, russell t davies book the writer's tale um and i think it was the, the guy that was interviewing him asking the question about uh do you need to experience 
everything uh, to write about, you know, do you need to experience every emotion to or, or every experience to write about, um, just for example, heartache or, 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 or loss or pain, and it's like you don't need to actually experience everything. If you've experienced it in a small fragment, you can then, you know how that, what that feeling is like. Um, and then you can you can tap you can kind of tap into that on on demand, a little bit. And I think if you've ever if you've ever felt uh, sad saddened by anything by by loss or anything like that, um, uh, then you 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 have you kind of have that as a, on a reserve. You don't need to constantly be you know. You know what I'm kind of driving at. You, you don't, don't always have to be heart sick to call on being heart sick. Is yeah, that yeah, or, or you, yeah, you don't have to you be grieving to to, to write. I mean, I, I write a lot about loss about death and stuff like that and about about grief but not you know i was doing that before mm. i'd necessarily kind of you know um yeah i was thinking i was thinking i was i was preparing myself i was trying to go i wonder what this is going to be like really really <laughs> kind of like my own little uh sad way <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I think I was doing. So you're a fraud, yeah, I'm a fraud. basically. Um, oh, we had that thing. We had like we came up with a great line earlier about being first, and I can't remember what it is now. We no, I can't no, remember. That's the running theme of this podcast: having great ideas and forgetting yeah. them. But that's yeah, that's my 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 kind of two cents on on my own own experience with with, with stuff like that. And I think with the with the play we took to Edinburgh, mm. that was a tragedy. But again, I I I haven't been in a war. I've not. Nothing of well, that. in many ways, our friendship is a war. Yeah, can continue. And nobody's going to win that. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I had no experience of any of the the pain or the 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 mm. heartache in that particular play. Um, but I think if you know, in in what twenty five years, I'm of, glad about because that play was intense. Yeah, man. it was intense. But I mean, in about twenty five years of living, you're going to pick up. You're going to be sad by mm. some by at some point. You're going to um, be uh, be hurt, uh, 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 and that you can then kind of. Utilize that whether intentionally or unintentionally to kind of create stuff that will maybe help tell stories and help other people through through things. Yeah. Look at you being all cathartic and insightful and stuff. Boom. Sorry, I'm very deep of you. Congrats. Like <laughs> f- f- five minutes in, boom, I'm d- that's a mic drop. That's probably about all you've got to offer. <laughs> that's all I've got to offer. I'm going to be a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's, like, that's the end of you in this podcast. Mm. What were you, Jenny? Yeah. Um, I guess... I don't know. I don't think that my... I don't think I started photography because I was, like, sad or anything. Um, I started it because I wanted to document and I, I like to capture things. And it was a very... Uh, um, I don't know. I'm trying to find the words to describe it. I guess I've always been someone that, like, documents things, whether that's through writing or through photography. So it was a very natural thing for me to do. But then... And I did notice like throughout my teenagers and like now that I'm in my 20s um if I'm feeling sad or I need space I will always go and like go for a walk with my camera or I'll create self-portraits and I feel better when I'm shooting if I'm having a bad day if I shoot it gets me out of my head and because I'm it's like putting up the camera is like putting a wall between me and me and what's going on um and I definitely I think I definitely take better photos of like at least of myself anyway I take better photos of myself when I'm sad. That's probably, maybe I just look better when I'm sad. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not actually a photography skill. Maybe it's just... I definitely like, look better when I'm sad. Yeah, resting, resting sad, when resting I'm sad face. I look ridiculous with a smile on my face. It's no good for me. It ruins that brooding artist image I've worked so hard to maintain. 
had so many black and white filters to get that like bright broody image and just like a big smile totally sucks it oh it's so true it's so true can i swear on this yes absolutely i think the c word is the only one yeah we 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 drew a line under the c word but other than that and even that line's kind of vague really you almost used it last week i almost used it last week or two weeks whatever whatever Whenever we, I don't yeah. know. I will probably use it because it's my favourite word. So I'm sorry. That's fine. Oh, we love that word as well. Do you know what? If, yeah. you, if you open the floodgates, I'm going to jump in the river after you. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna have it's getting metaphorical. I feel like she's from London. She doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> sorry, we don't have a clue what we're doing either. Neither do we. Clearly. Neither do we. But no, I get what, you, I get what you're, you're saying with that. I find them. Um, as soon as I'm out doing something, whether it's writing or taking photos or something around a bad day or a bad week or something like that, that process of creating something, uh, I hate use the word cathartic because it's kind of an obvious one to use, but it does... Plus I've already used it. Pl- yes, it is though. It is, it's it is. It's super cathartic, yeah. like to put everything into, all your emotions into something and whether that's that end product actually describes your emotions or not like mm. to, to create something that's been fueled by your emotions is it is cathartic like i don't think there's another word that quite fits it uh yeah satisfying i guess maybe it's like yes. a very satisfying yes. thing but... it's incredibly oh, yeah. satisfying so that you clean out the you clean clean off the cobwebs a little bit and, and the, i mean that's when i'm writing anyway if i've had a bad bad day or a bad week or if i'm feeling uh Feeling down for whatever for for whatever reason, uh, just because I'm Scottish and you've <laughs> got that sweet Harry Potter emo haircut. And, and I, and I, yeah, yeah, I, I do. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm going for the whole emo Harry Potter stage of of writing. But no, if I'm having <laughs> if I'm having one of those kind of emo Harry Potter days, um, it helps just to kind of clear the head out and go. I'm a chronic overthinker, so it helps just to kind of spill everything out onto the page and go. It's like it's like a little kind of breath of fresh air. You go, mm. oh, okay, that's that's. I don't I don't associate with, with 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 what's on the page, and then 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 clears it out. It's like a little kind of cleanser, mm. um, uh, which 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 is the power of of doing that is is, is uh almost like a a little little mini exorcism or something. You know, yeah. you know, it's it's just it, it flushes everything out, um, and it can it 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 lets you kind of distance yourself from your thoughts and your thinking and. Which, which I think are the root of a lot of pain or sadness or heartache, that kind of, you know, the kind of stuff that you guys, you guys talk, we, we're talking about. Um, I think it's important just to kind of do anything to get out of your, out of your head. See, other enough, I find actually I throw myself more into my head. If I go and shoot a gig, for example, one example when I had, I wasn't feeling massively great about a few things was I went and shot the Fused in March? I March, I went and shot the Fused. That was great because I got to shoot my favorite bands of the world. It's brilliant. But um, when you're kind of sad or angry, I feel like you can almost turn anything that relates to that into being about you. And then documenting that is, like you say, very quite cathartic. But it's, for me, that's more about throwing myself fully into it. And uh, yeah. throwing myself fully into like writing it down, exploring it completely, and then throwing it away. Or taking a photo of that moment and relating in some way to whatever emotions coming out of that photograph or something like that. Or if it's of a band playing a song, I guess, maybe, if I would relate to the song specifically, I guess, obviously I'm looking at the photograph, wouldn't, mm-hmm. but for me, it's much more about actually throwing yourself fully into it, than it is what you're saying, which is kind of like, throwing it away, or pushing it out. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, 
That's that's interesting. It's kind of opposite. And I kind of but opposite sides of the opposite same, coin. same coin. Oh, that coin is worthless. Nobody's going to take that as legal just, tender. We, we ain't going to be buying shit for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not a thing. But no, like Scottish money. I know Scottish money it doesn't doesn't count. Hey, it does. <laughs> it doesn't. Oh, this we're going to have fallouts. We're not going to have fallouts. Nobody actually thinks that Scottish money is like real money. If you is it anywhere other than Scotland or from Scotland? It's real money. It's not. Bloody it's real money. It's not. I mean, I'm not saying that I think that. I'm just saying that other people... <laughs> the, fans other people. The, the, fans. the fans are going to be in uproar. The fans are going to be emailing for your heads and I'm going to... We don't have fans. I think we've got an email address. <laughs> I think we vaguely do. Like, do we? We do actually have an email address, yeah. Ah, I never knew that. Um... Yeah, we don't talk about it a lot. No, we don't. We really should because that's where people. But we'll talk about it later on. We'll talk about that later on. Um, Indeed, we can. But what, what, what's your thoughts on that then, Jenny? Chris, Chris pushes it out. I throw myself into it. What do you do? Or do you do either of those things or something different? Okay, I can't hear what you're saying because it keeps cutting out. Brilliant. This is this has been great. I have no idea what you just said. Uh, what I was saying is, so Chris's approach, Please. Chris's approach tends to be, he pushes the feelings out through writing I tend to be I throw myself fully into them through whatever I'm doing whether it's taking photos or writing do you do either of those things or do you do something totally different yeah I'd say I actually do both of those um because I write as well as photograph as well and um although I don't necessarily like advertise that maybe as much as I should um mostly because my writing's really inconsistent and I should I should write more but I tend to just write when I'm really sad or if I'm I'm angry or like my I feel very confused about something putting putting it down and never never typing the act of like physically writing something out on paper is very um very helpful to me to like register where my thoughts are where my feelings lie and even if even if I haven't reached a conclusion after I've done it, it the fact that I've like written something physical and something tangible and created something with it um helps a lot I guess and so it is a it is like an outpouring of that as well I think but with yeah with um photography it's a weird one because if it's I know that if it's a gig um if something else is playing on my mind and I can't get in the headspace I probably won't shoot very well um I did a gig at, at the start of last year I guess it would be now and it was like Fall Out Boy which is one of my favorite bands and um so I was really stoked for it and uh, I'd just broken up with my boyfriend at the time um and I like I guess we hadn't ended on very good terms it was very much like I ended it but it was very heartbreaking and it just wasn't it wasn't right and he was not dealing with it very well and he he had sent me like a very um trying to find the right word and like the the nicest word to to describe this um he just sent me a text that had completely thrown me, like, just as I was about to go into the venue. Mm. Um, and, like, my photos from that night are not great. Um, I have to be, like, very concentrated. But I think also just from a technical point of view, because I manually focus and I don't auto-focus. So it's that, like, next detail thing. Manual it's... focus? You're crazy. Manual yeah, focus. Yeah, like, I don't... It's a really stupid thing to do. No, it's, it's just... The, the, um, it's... Non- that's nonsense that you get photos that good in manual focus. That makes you feel really inadequate. But it's fine. Carry on. <laughs> Podcast is all it's good. Fine. You feel <laughs> <adequate>. <laughs> it's, 
it makes me feel any better. Like everyone just thinks we're fucking psychopaths um, for shooting manually. It's just when I was younger and I couldn't afford uh, like a, uh, the lens that I wanted. I like a really shitty lens online because the manual focus version of it was so much cheaper than the autofocus. Fair so just, that's yeah, a more anyway. interesting story as well. But, but I know that I know that if I shoot. Uh, I have to have my head in the game otherwise mm. it's, uh, it becomes problematic um, yeah. same goes with like portraits actually uh, like band promos and things but if I'm shooting something personal where it's like my own self um, and I guess because I can it's also the, the idea of posing and then trying to like present the present the message that I'm trying to get across in a physical way through the posing mm. and the actual like art of taking the photo I think that all can Binds into an outpouring as well, so it's it's weird that it's different for different circumstances. But maybe just because it's more of a personal thing, whereas big photography is a documentary type thing. Yeah, I suppose, and doc- something that's not you, it's someone else. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. There is a there's a distinction, I guess, between the the because documenting stuff kind of suggests that you are then putting it out to another audience whereas I guess some of the, the very personal stuff we're talking about would be there, there's definitely bits of writing of photography we've all done that's just been for us that nobody else has ever seen but there's a large 90% of what I do I would say is used in some way for another audience so I tend to take that into account whenever yeah. I'm doing anything really is that I don't really write anything and then not share it or take a photo or go photograph something and then not put the photos up somewhere which is interesting I actually use it as a a tool I guess to then share whatever I'm thinking about or trying to express with other people I don't ever use it purely well no that's purely cathartic I guess but it's cathartic to an audience maybe I'm an exhibitionist I'll check you I don't know I think like I think all creators exhibitionists point because uh, did you did you guys see that photo that was going around um recently of a mother had taken it of her sick child and the child and the dad were naked in the shower and the boy had been like throwing up and yes, like, yeah, yeah. Rocks, people were like it's pornographic and like it's nude like why would you show your child like this blah blah and to me that's like it just makes sense yeah that you would shoot that like I totally get that I totally get why she she shot it mm-hmm. and people were then like okay well if she shot it but why do you have to share it mm-hmm. and, and I guess for me, that was a weird one because you. Why do you share? Why Why do we share these things that are so vulnerable and so personal? Why do we feel comfortable with putting that out on the internet, but we don't maybe feel comfortable with expressing it to um, our closest friends mm-hmm. or family? Yeah. And I guess it's there's an an idea of anonymity to it, but also um, when people look at your work online, they aren't seeing all of you they're seeing what you choose to show there is a lot certainly there's a lot of that in what I do I um, paint a very distinct picture of myself outwardly that not that often doesn't have anything to do with what I'm actually thinking or doing I think you could probably attest to that yeah I, I, I could I think you're I'm a fraud as well I know you're a bloody fraud as well shit I'm a fraud yeah. it's okay hey, everyone everyone Oh, well, I would sit together and I just don't know what I'm fucking doing my entire life. <laughs> That's a trick, <laughs> isn't like, it? Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, I know social media does give people a platform to share things that are more vulnerable without having to actually deal with the real life consequences, I guess. Yeah. That's true, you actually. Can just yeah. Your phone off. 
if you don't like what people are saying. But um, yeah, it's like change the channel yeah. if you don't like yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. Or, it's um, or if you don't like a, a a story in a book, you know, turn, don't 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 buy it. Don't you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, turn the page or or, or whatever. I think. Um, and that that thing with sharing, I think share it. Certainly, sharing any 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 personal. I think all good writing, or all or not all good writing, but I think a lot a large part of good uh, good writing comes stems from something personal. You know what I mean? Whether it be a fear, whether it be an anxiety, whether it be a, an emotion, whether it be an actual experience, and then I think sharing that is about kind of a lot of the times just letting other people know that you they're not alone and mm. that you know that everybody kind of experiences this. Uh, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing because there's a scout hut going on behind us, and you can probably pick that up on the recording. There's big, big cheers. You realise that you've said to people they can pick up on the recording. It will not be in the recording. Yeah, like, it will not be picked probably. up. But anyway, it's that that whole that whole the, the sharing that is it's about kind of it's about I suppose connection about. And you don't no longer me. feel alone. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just like letting people know. Like, listen, this is a this is a thing that that everybody feels like. If talking about the vultures or talking about um, yeah. The, uh, there's some of the some of the stories in the book come from a fear mm. uh, of of sadness or or or, or tragedy or or you know or pain, um, and for me a lot of that was actually just kind of writing again pushing that out you know getting getting rid of that fear and I think a lot I get rid of a lot of fear and anxiety by writing, um, and then kind of there's almost that little bit of uh, it's it's almost like a little act of defiance against that particular. Emotion that that fear or that anxiety or that that pain, by sh- you know sharing it or putting you go like I, I am in now control of this. Mm. I have now mastered you, uh, that painful thought or that painful uh, um, experience or emotion or whatever. Um, and by sharing it, you kind of then you're taking control back a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. I I, I that is a hundred percent my motivation for doing anything would I relate it to something that's personal or some sort of heart or something like that is to take control of that thing and go, well, no, I can use it to achieve a goal of mine. So, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, nailed it. Yeah, I guess it's like, um, I think I think the reason that so many creatives also uh, um, benefit from, you know, going through shit and creating creating stuff from it is because it is empowering to be like, well, you tried to, you know, this is, this has happened or you've tried to to like knock me down, but look what I fucking did. Look how cool this is. Like Mm. how much everyone likes my work. Fuck you. Yeah. Absolutely. I thrive in alienation. All I crave is love. Yeah. Is that, did you make that up? I did make that up. It's actually quite good. It's quite good. eh? It's quite good. I'm going to get it in my my tombstone. Stop stop touching me. It's in a hug moment for you. (laughs) It's in a hug moment for you. But in in the direct example of that when I the when I was doing my final year in my undergrad, uh, I broke up with the sort of first love thing, and I was terribly Shakespeareanly romantically depressed. It was it was it's quite awful, really. Stop touching me, Chris. Uh, but part of what I didn't do that was I got into. In fact, the, the longer end of that story is when I first met her, I did write. And I've got a wee bit of a talent for kind of creative writing, but I hadn't really nurtured it at all. I just did it when I felt like it. And when I met her, it was something she really liked about me. So then, when I broke up with her, it was kind of a fuck you to throw myself into it a lot because we did not end in very good terms at all. Uh, and then as part of that, I went and did some stuff with the writer in residence, who was Louise 
Louise Walsh, Louise Welsh. Welsh, Louise Welsh, who's the writing And I went to a couple of things that she did. And I worked on this one poem throughout the classes I went to with her. And then she wanted to use it in a publication of selected poetry from students at university. But I would have to do a final redraft on it and all that. And in the end, I chickened out because it kind of meant having to share it. And it meant, to me, giving her back some of the control because it would maybe feed some of her own, her own demons about herself and this romantic torture that she had of herself if she then saw this uh, terribly intense poem that I'd written about her to try and deal with it. So I use it to control to a certain extent if I then feel I might lose some control of the thought by actually putting it out there like we've been discussing, I'll then not do that. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, but I think you're right and that it's, it's always a direct response to something to try and control something that's happened, I think. Yeah. I think it's, I think a lot. Well, I don't. I'm, I'm not a, a, a shrink or anything like that. Or a, um, well, no, I'm, you'd be useless at it. Yeah, I'm barely an artist. I think we. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a lot of it is about that is taking control because because if it becomes such an overwhelming, overwhelming emotional, overwhelming experience, you need to take some semblance of control back. You need to take some way to kind of get back to being yourself mm. um, and that go, you know that goes for for uh, heartache and, and any for, for any reason and um, and or, or any fear or or, or um, uh, anxiety around around about that kind of thing is is when you're writing that out you're 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 kind of you're just kind of taking control of it and you're kind of uh you're making it less scary and less overwhelming. Do I explain what happened? Oh yeah, well, for, for anybody listening to the podcast, Skype, Skype let us down drastically, and then my phone let us down. Chris's phone saved the day, but we had to switch the recording to my phone. So it's going to be... We're back. Yeah, it'll be fine. We're back. It'll be good. A little break. Fine. Commercial break. It's punk rock, right? Punk rock, very DIY. I love punk rock. It gives me a sense of legitimacy that I don't deserve. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, God. so the last thing we talked about, I guess, was essentially was I talked about... I wrote a poem about a girl because I'm a cliché and I didn't get it published because I didn't want her to know that I'd written it about her. So... the, the, the very, issue, like, suffering artist of you. It is, it is so remarkably suffering artist of me, isn't it? Like, mm. I'm such a cliché, it's unreal. I'm okay with it though. Like cliches are cliches for a reason. Exactly. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. That's like going from. There you go. Well, Grey's Anatomy is a little bit horrible. So, what is what is your obsession with horror for a man for a man who's uh, very happy at the moment? Mm-hmm. What's your obsession with horror all about, Chris? Don't have one. <laughs> I, I, well, I, but I think the the, the one the, the the one thing I'll say about um and in, in response to that is it's about the fear of that. I think and the fear. Um. Of that that emotion, I think that's where where, where my kind of. Uh, in fact, I'm sorry that we have talked about fear. We just mentioned you're happy. What what influence has being happy in a romantic way had on your rating productivity? Because I, as we've already established, as I briefly said, I found that my productivity increases when I'm hurting. So. I guess that's a good way for people to know how much <laughs> the amount of stuff I'm doing relates directly to how hurt I'm feeling. Uh, but that's uh, an interesting dichotomy I think that I get more inspired by feeling some sort of pain mm-hmm. but you seem to be working a lot more 
for not having that um, kind of emotional pain kicking about. So uh-huh. what's that like? Uh, it's lovely. Is it's it? just well, you can't. Do you think I'll ever know? Of course you will, mate. <laughs> of course you will, mate. I, I thought I thought I, I'd have given you them feels by now, but no. No, you don't okay. give me any positive feelings whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's it, it kind of it, it's it's a lot of inspiration and stuff like that about you kind of feel feel you feel kind of good that I think I write better the the, the happier the, the, I'm feeling the, the more I can I feel good about myself and about life and about stuff like that I think it's interesting that you said that you seem to you seem to write better when you're hurting mm. I think I don't I, I don't I don't I don't really know what I think about that I think it's just like it's it that that hurt is it can be so raw that that kind of kind of almost taps into another kind of way of writing and our power of writing that with, with, with the happiness and, and, and being content is it's more it's more about inspiration and about um, uh, and about kind of would you say Rachel is your muse? absolutely absolutely shame she will not listen to this podcast to hear she you say that she will not listen to this podcast to hear me say that no totally though she, and, and, and it, <laughs> shut up but that I is that it's, it's, it's just an, it's a it's it's a lot it's a lot of inspiration I think is the thing I can, I can describe it's about inspiration it's about you know I feel good today and and um, uh, and you kind of want to write to that you want to write to make somebody you know you're kind of almost writing for somebody else as well like you kind of got I mm. wonder what this person's going to think about this you know what I mean oh, okay that's interesting uh, as well as just writing for myself it's like oh, I'm I'm interested to, to to hear what she's going to think about it so on. would you say that you're creating I I find that my creative process when it comes from heartache or heart or something like that. Like it's purely selfish, and it's about expressing something I feel or getting something out, or distracting myself from it, or indulging it. Mm-hmm. But it's purely selfish, no matter what. If somebody else gets some stuff out of it, then that's great. I quite like that. But uh-huh. actually, if I wrote a poem and it get published and nobody got anything out of it, I wouldn't care. So would you say you feel actually your creative process is now a bit not collaborative, but you? Um, you're not just doing it purely for yourself anymore, and not for an audience either. But you're doing it for uh, a partner. Is that the word? Uh, yeah, yeah, a partner's a word. Um, yeah, kind of. I think I, th- I certainly like to run ideas. I like to run an idea past her and see what she thinks about it. Um, is she gonna be raging if we talk about her on this podcast? Uh, I don't think so. Well, she's not gonna listen anyway. Is she? No. Um, uh, I know that's it's not. It's more about. It's more about kind of. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's collaborative necessarily, but it is that kind of, it's nice just to have a sounding board. Mm. Do you yeah. have any thoughts on that, Jenny, from your perspective, about uh, the selfish nature of it, or the collaborative nature of it? Or Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting what you said about, um, like, it being, it being selfish. I'm also becoming, sorry, I'm becoming very aware of how much I say like while I'm analysing what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the what you said about being selfish, do you, would you say that when you write selfish, uh, selfishly, it's worse? Because I think that when I write selfishly, it's better because um, I guess pain is something that everyone can relate to. And so I, I when I write from somewhere that's, somewhere that's a very dark or sad place, like the people reblog it on Tumblr and like Instagram and things and say it resonates with them and I'm mm-hmm. like I don't know if that's good that's probably not very good I so. don't know I I think it's good I think it's good certainly I know like um, 
Like, one thing I always take solace in when I'm feeling low is the record Jane Doe by Converge, which is the most uh, desperately intense kind of, like, breakup album I think there's probably ever been or will be. Like, it, it sounds like desperation in, you know, absolute heart feels, but the lyrics to it, as much as they are largely unintelligible, is, like, pure flowing poetry. Uh, and though I haven't... I don't know the people directly involved in that relationship that's written about. I don't know the exact situations of that because it is kind of very sort of esoteric and abstract and vague. Like, when I feel down, if I listen to that record, and every song on that record is about me, the whole thing's about my own experiences. So I guess there's a... That selfish is good, I think. Certainly I get the most out of other people's selfish art. I think if they start trying to... A fine maybe line. maybe panders too strong a word, but I think if you start trying to there's a fine line between selfish creating and indulgence. That's that probably true, actually. Yeah. So there's like, I I I think you need to try and be a little bit right, you know, right selflessly or you know, create selflessly and selflessly. Be aware that there is you know an audience for this, but at the same time, if uh, write it for yourself first and foremost, but don't be overindulgent. It's just it's just a little bit of tight rope, really, isn't it? I guess when you're when you when you create something selfishly, you um, it's more honest. Yes. You're not trying to yep. impress anyone. You're just literally saying, "This is how I feel. This is like everything that is going on in my head, and I don't give a fuck if any of you like it." I think that's and true. So, it's so raw and it's so honest. But when you when you take into account what other people do. Um, and what other people like and what's successful on social media and what's successful in, I guess, in the writing world and things and what works and what doesn't, you, I don't know if it's, I guess, less honest because you're trying to please someone else and you're trying to, mold, like, mould yourself into something or fit mould. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess... selfish is a very good way to go. Yeah. I guess it's less honest if you're trying to paint yourself as delivering something as raw and honest as what we're talking about. But I think if like uh, you're not trying to do that, then it's fine. But I think there's a particularly in music. I think there's obviously a fine line between, uh, particularly in like a lot of the kind of heavy and aggressive music that you and me tend to photograph a lot. Jenny, like there's no way these guys are feeling like that, you know, all the time. But some of them would, I think, obviously like to represent that that's how they feel all the time. Yeah, I guess it's, music's such a weird thing, though, because you put out this album that maybe has, let's say, usually maximum of 12 songs on it, right? Mm. So 12 roughly three-minute songs, and then you probably tour that album for a year or two, but that's your work yeah. for, each, for those two years, so it's such a small amount of work that, of course, probably most of your songs are going to stand the press if that's how you write. Mm. So it's not really a decent reflection because it's, you're not a photographer and you're not a writer and you're not yeah. you're not consistently doing things. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I always feel like that's different with music when people talk about how depressed everyone is mm. and they write emo music and things like that. I'm like, well, it is a really small amount of work. Yeah. Of course, you're only going to put out the really emotional stuff. Yeah. So just I don't think it's a very good impression. In, sorry, impression through the, the wrong word. Um. I don't think it's a very true portrait of that person necessarily, and I think a lot of people don't think about it in that way. Yeah, I guess it's a limited insight in a way that, um, you know, as as photographers, we can take pictures every day if we really want to. But if you are a a professional musician, you can't really release music every day. 
yeah. unless yeah, you're just be shit. Well, you can. It probably would be shit unless you're Prince, in which case it would all be amazing. Yep. So it's fine. R.I.P. Prince. I kept, I was going to say I wish I was Prince, but then I'd be dead. I don't really want to be dead. Wow, that was dark. It was dark. <laughs> don't really want. I don't to be, really want. Didn't to even be. have any conviction in that. Well, it's been a long day. It's a Tuesday, isn't it? Aye. Who's who's that excited about a Tuesday? Aye, feeling well. I'm coming on. I'm excited about Tuesday. Hi, Tuesday. I'm excited about you. <laughs> oh, this positivity is infectious. I don't like it. Uh, I feel you want this to be a really dark, brooding episode. Well, you shouldn't have invited me on. I shouldn't have invited. I shouldn't do anything with you if I wanted to be dark and brooding because you're like a small poppy. I'll be a scared puppy, but a puppy nonetheless. That's how much. You take that. It's a puppy. I'm a bit of a, a, a puppy. Do you uh, mean you shit in the rug when nobody wants you to? 100%. There's a question for you then. We're talking about uh, the honesty of feeling a bit of pain. Given you're in that, a romantic, I would say the sort of uh, eye of the storm of a romantic heat at the moment. Does that affect your honesty in your writing? Do you find you hold anything back as a result, or do you just find you deliver different stuff? Uh, I find I deliver different stuff. I think I think um, I don't think it holds back honesty. Uh, I still I still write honest honestly, um, because I, I I I can't I'm not I, I'm not I can't lie even in writing. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, uh, or 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 real life for that matter. I, so I I would I would say I I deliver different stuff while still being honest it's just being honest about different things okay you know what I mean it's like there's a couple of things I've put recently on I don't even think they're on Fulsive Fiction blog I think they're just on Instagram um, there's one thing called moments and there's one yes. thing oh it's about it's about crying it's about um, I can't remember something's crying I vaguely remember that one either. the you moments I mean? one was very very insightful though you know what I mean so the both both of them are completely honest right that sort of stuff that's mm. like you know one one's one's pain one's uh, kind of a, a happiness, but also just just about kind of life. So so I wouldn't say so that's kind of the change like that like in that there's not not a, not a lot changed. I just I I'm I'm happier. If you know what I mean. Mm. So so the writing it's just I'm delivering different stuff, probably better stuff. Mm. Um, but I there's always so. got a separation between the two. I, you know I, what I mean? There's like there's like the writer, and then there's that that doesn't necessarily. Um, you do suit being happier more than you suited being kind of lonely and sad. Yeah. Well, 24 years practice, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sad. Um, but <laughs> I've had 27, mate, so I think I'll um, take a biscuit. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I still, I still write on this. I still, I still deliver different stuff. Um, and and, and what, one thing that I, I've been told is nobody can tell me what to write. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? And that... Um, uh, by the person I'd probably only really listen to about stuff that I would, I would write. Um, mm. So, so well, no, me, I, you mean? Eh? Me, you mean? Absolutely not. Um, oh. So, so no, I, I deliver different stuff, I, I, but I still write honest. I think it's important to still deliver honesty um, in creating stuff. Uh, but you probably just, you know, it, it, it changes the way you do. But I mean, I wouldn't, I, yeah, I think I'm just writing better. Mm. I think there's just, I don't really... There's a link between the two and there's not a link between the two. Do you find any difference in honesty, whether it's a, a sad honesty or a happy honesty, Jenny, or for you, is it kind of the same? Um, I think it's pretty much the same. I, I tend, but I, well, I find that I tend, to, I tend to write and create things more at points when I'm either 
getting into a relationship and the relationship is like super happy and you know mm. you're like just falling in love with someone and it's great and you're finding out all this great stuff about them or it's the opposite and it's breakup or it's a moment of confusion or you're not quite sure what's working and things like that um and I think for me they're both really honest I'm, I'm just interested in what's said about um I guess being honest when you're happy, but like also not being able to, to lie. And would you would you say that you find because um, I know you mentioned that you like earlier in this conversation about having what was it experiencing everything, um, and so then you're able to draw on everything. So do you do you draw on past experiences quite a lot if you're trying to write something sad, or can you just not write anything sad when you're happy? No, no, I, I still write. Uh, I still can. I can still write stuff sad. Um when I'm happy, I think. Um, I'm not an actual puppy. There is days where I just kind of feel sad, just that's just the nature of the beast, that's just the way I'm acting. Puppies can be sad. Puppies can be sad. Uh, sad puppies. Um, so no, I mean, there's like, and, and, and I'm, I'm not plugging the book when I'm t- talking about it. I'm not trying to plug the book, but there is a section called The Tragic Tales of Little Jimmy and Friends, which can I Can you buy this book of yours, Chris? You can buy it, you can buy it on toastfiction.bigcartel.com. But, um say that so slow enough that people can understand fiction.bigcartel.com there we go but there's a section of the, in the book which are all many tragedies and all many heartbreaking stories um, and if you you know if you there's there's stories in there about um, uh, a guy coming home and his, his wife's toothbrush is gone or uh, somebody's left some, somebody at the altar somebody's um, uh, walked in and to, to propose to his, his girlfriend and she's with somebody else so, so there's I all like that, that one a lot you know what I mean? So there's all that stuff, but that that's again that, and and I think we spoke about it before. So I don't want to bleed on too much about it. And more comes out of fear and anxiety about that emotion rather than actually going. That you know this this is all this past experience, and that was written fairly recently before the book was published. Mm. Whilst being happy, if that makes sense. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the book was written. Whilst being happy, so. And there's there's loads of different emo- there's there's literally I think I cover every emotion in the book. There's not really much point in me bringing it in our book if I'm honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I've always said. But that. yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, that's that's. I think that does that answer does that answer the question? Yeah, that definitely answers the question. Um, look at that, hey? No, I'm dropping mics all over the place today. <laughs> I was going for a run earlier. <laughs> you just almost oh dropped your That was that was heartbreaking. Going for a bloody run. <laughs> just in coming home and eating a turtle. So it was funny. <laughs> I saw for you. Second, no. I thought you said it was heartbreaking that you had to go for a run. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Chris doesn't. Chris wants to lose weight but not actually do any exercise. Yeah, no, I just like the illusion of it. It's like Grave Nasty is a good is a is a it's a good reference point for this conversation as well on emotion heartbreak. Mm. It's literally over you. Oh god, yeah. Get, 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 I'm only on season five. Season. Uh, I'm, uh, what, what season are you on? Uh, whatever it goes up to on Netflix. Alright, so I'm only on season five, so, so, so no spoilers. But. I won't spoil, but it just. It's like, a tr- you, you must know already, it's dumped below. Oh god, I, I, on, I, on the regular. I cry at least every second or third episode. And that's not... about One Tree Hill as well. I've not watched yeah. that. No, I never watched that. Really, One Tree Hill's really good, and um, it has a very good script, which I feel, seeing as you're both writers, you would both very much appreciate. And the 
one of the protagonists is also a writer and he narrates quite a lot of it. I do so. like that. See, my, 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 my poison for that has always been, uh, and it's kind of daft because it's absurdist, there's a uh, Californication with David Duchovny. Because he's a... I've never, I haven't seen that. David Duchovny plays a, a, a very tortured writer in it and he's, he's in this desperately tortured relationship with the mother of his child and it's all messed up. It's also quite funny as well but it's got quite good uh, reference points in it like all these all the novels that the writer in it has written are named after like Slayer albums and stuff like that. There's a lot of kind of alternative culture references and things that you'll get if you're into that and if you're not into it you won't get it which I find pretty funny. I uh, love when that happens. I love when like when, when a song or a film or something references something else. Yeah. That you're into, like I don't know if you've, um, I don't know if you ever listened to the band Something Corporate. Yeah. Okay, they have a song called Constantine, which we were talking about, um, you know, heartbreak songs. That song breaks my my heart into to a thousand little pieces every time I listen to it, and because I'm a bit masochistic, I just listen to it like ten times a day. Oh yeah, that's um, what I do as well. <laughs> totally. But they, he references Jimmy Wild in it, and for me, that was I remember listening to that and being like, yes. Mm. Confirmation. This is one of the best songs ever. Yeah. No. There's. A, I like. I like stuff that is referential like that. Makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Even if, even if it's a sad reference. Sad stuff makes me. Yeah. Quite, here's the thing. Sad stuff makes me quite happy actually. Sad stuff just makes me sad. Uh, I. I. I find a certain. Maybe this is messed up. I find a certain amount of comfort in being a little bit me- not not full on sad, but seeing being kind of melancholy about okay. stuff and a bit dissatisfied. I find comfort in that. Okay, I'd, I'd say comfort is better than making you happy because if you just mm-hmm. say that sad things make you happy, it kind of makes you sound a bit weird. Yeah, it doesn't make you sound weird. Maybe <laughs> I, I am. Maybe that. I am weird though. Well, you are hundred percent. Right, I think we're all a bit weird. I, mm. don't, I, I, I don't think yeah. you're under any illusions that you wear it weird, Cal. I thought it was normal. How dare you? Well, no, there's no such thing as normal. There's no such thing as normal. Normal's boring. Indeed. Normal is boring. Fuck being beige, man. I can deal with that. Oh, that's for the over 70s. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've got totally off point, by the way. Totally. Well, technically not. Well, no, I guess we've been talking about happiness and stuff like that. Listen, if if anybody's listening to this podcast for the past four episodes, they know that we we cannot stick to going off tangent. Uh, like, we just can't do it. Yeah. And I think that's part of our charm. Or maybe I'd, it's not. Maybe it's I, one of those two things. Maybe that's what we're listening to this week. Yeah, it's, quite, it's very genre defying of you. Mm. Indeed. But, uh, Any final thoughts on yeah on, on, on heartache and romance being influential? Mine is that I find I get uh, a stagnant's not the right word, but see if I am happy with someone which has not happened massively often. But during those brief periods where it has, I do stop pushing myself in a way that I do. Like at the moment, I'm doing horrors of things, trying out new ideas. I sent a lot of podcast things to get on with stuff mm-hmm. but there have been other times for a lot of this year where I've just been quite happy just turning up and doing gigs as and when they're happening I'm not bothered about getting to every gig I'm not bothered about trying to find other projects to do I'm not so fussed about trying to discover new things as much when I'm in that headspace mm-hmm. I find I don't know yeah, I, 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 can, I can relate to that one yeah so that, that I think the influence in me the influence in me is that it does it drives me I think in a positive direction but I find that Sometimes to throw myself in that positive direction, I have to throw myself quite heavily into the negative side of it. Yeah. I think, um, I, I definitely come up with, I don't, not so much, as, as I said earlier, not so much shooting when I'm sad, that doesn't, that doesn't go very well, but, um, 
thinking of ideas and ideas for projects, I'm, I'm very good at fueling those ideas when I'm sad. And um, just recently, I was a bit sort of, I guess, confused. I was feeling a bit uh, unsure of, of a few things and where, where stuff was going and things like that. And it gave me some really good ideas for projects. And then I sort of realized that all my photo projects are kind of sad anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I'm doing a, I've decided to start a project and it'll just be a, a mini photo series thing probably rather than a project called, um, This Used to Exist or, um, it's either going to be called This Used to Exist or This Doesn't Exist Anymore. Um, and the idea was that it's about two people that, um, you know, loved each other but never got a shit together enough to be with each other. <laughs> yeah. I think we, I from that last, I'm just going to... Shit, that was, that was... I had written down in my notes no oblique references and then just fucked it. Comple- Never mind. <laughs> Completely. No, but that sounds a wonderful idea. I, 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 I look forward to seeing the results of that. Yeah, the, I, the I'm an emo kid with my heart firmly on my sleeve at all times. Oh, yeah. Not even, like, literally, it's, like, sewn on. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely, aye. Do you have that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. But that's, uh, that sounds another fascinating project. That That's a nice wee segue into this wee bit we always do when we talk about what we're up to at the moment. So Jen, Jenny's up to that, which sounds wonderful mm-hmm. and exciting. What are you up to, Chris, which is probably less wonderful and less exciting? Yeah, it's, it's not exciting. I, I'm, I made it in a trailer for a, a, a film that doesn't exist. I made it in a film, so I've written and directed a trailer for a feature film that's not been made. Yeah. I think we spoke about it before, but I'm... We did briefly, yeah. That's all I'm kind of editing at the moment. And that's been pretty torturous for you at the moment. Very, because not only does it need to be a film that uh, you want to see, but it needs to be a good film you want to see, and it needs yeah. to be lean, and it needs to be... And it's, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a bit of a painful process editing. I'm not a fan of editing. I'm not a fan of editing. Uh, 
I like I, yeah, I don't even know if I like being in the room when something's being edited, but I'm 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 not I like quick edits, but not you know Not lengthy edits. Lengthy well edits. I did apply it to photography as well. I I will edit a gig, for example, the next day at latest and I've got a pretty strong idea of how I want the photos to be and I tend to maybe spend two or three minutes on a photo max. Except when I'm doing those re-edit things from my blog where I go back and sort of, you know, thoroughly reassess things, but I like to keep stuff as uh, instinctive and pure to the point as possible. Mm. So I get what you're getting at with this because you're having to sit and go through yeah. this mm -hmm. over the, and over and over and over. The cool thing that came out of it was the poster that got created for Yes, that poster's the poster is so cool. It's like a proper movie poster. Maybe we'll invest in doing some actual social media stuff and we can put that poster out and show people. Oh yeah, well, I'm sure we will. But yeah. that's, that's all I've been doing in, in, in tinkering away at... Um, uh, what have I been tinkering away at writing-wise? The novel? Play, yeah, the, the novel. novel, yeah, the novel's kind of my... Uh, that's always on my mind at the moment. Yeah. That's always on my mind at the moment. Um, yeah, that's that. Cool. Uh, I suppose to talk about what I'm doing. Uh, I went to Brute the Bog festival in Inverness which is a lovely festival set in a farm uh, so all the stages were like inside these kind of really nice sheds and stuff like that with uh, our, our good friends in Banshee yeah uh, they took me along to photograph the stuff and I I did a lot of really nice black and white candid stuff uh, I saw some of that it was lovely yeah which really with my, my lovely new 85mm which made me quite happy I really enjoyed doing that which was quite romantic I thought which was quite deliberately I felt, I felt kind of romantic and melancholy for some reason yeah I don't know why. In fact, I know why. I'm going to throw this in here because he pulled me up and not being in the podcast already. I think it was because of that lovely gap in Jazz Beard. I think that's what made me so romantic. There you go, Jazz. I did mention you. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, felt, I felt quite romantic that weekend for some reason. I don't know why. But I did. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. And they played, they played a blinder of a show. They played in this lovely stage inside a barn. These flowers hanging down over the top of the stage, which are in a lot of the photos. And these old bicycles hanging down. It's kind of weird, I but it's quite... I these photos, and I was like, that looks very cool. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a really weird kind of stage setup. But it was really nice and like, interesting. I feel like I might just get them to get flowers as part of their stage show. <laughs> just because it looks yeah. great. Especially when you, you split tone it in every every other photo, the flowers change from whether they're orange and pinks to greens and blues and stuff like that. I quite enjoyed doing that. Uh, and then we went to the album release show of Father Son. Oh, yeah. On Saturday, what which was great. I really what enjoyed that. Uh, I got to shoot that as well, which was difficult because it was, as Jenny will know, there's the three song rule. We were in the pit, but the first song, the first 40, 50 seconds were behind a curtain that then dropped. So we lost all of the song of the bit behind the curtain and then them cleaning the curtain out the pit so that was a, a bit of a pain uh, but it was a, it was a really it was they had a really in, they had a really great production and a light show it was not a photographer friendly light show but I would rather a band put on a great production and I got to shoot a great production than have something that just allowed me to expose my photos better so I really enjoyed that and that gig was pretty great I just got to go and watch it and, yeah. and be a fan we had a, we had a great time phenomenal. we cut some tremendous dance moves downstairs oh we did to Michael Jackson at Slash Prince. Slash Prince. I uh, nailed that, son. I'm, I was pretty impressed with myself, I have to say. We, some real, we, we, yeah, we jigged. We did. I think that, that point when Gavin was carrying me about was probably the best bit. You can't, go, you can't really go wrong with Michael Jackson and Prince. No, we honest. certainly did not go wrong. If anything, we went absolutely right. If it, yeah, if anything, what we danced to that music the way that they intended, I think. I think so. Definitely. <laughs> 
Beautiful. That's what I did. I took a lot of photos of uh, some some really cool bands over the weekend and doing the the all access stuff with Banshee, at uh, Brute the Bog, where it was a kind of unique location was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing a lot of the black and white candid stuff of us just hanging out and having a good time, Excellent. and the portraits and that. As much as I did enjoy doing doing the the show as well, I think I want to do more. More, more can not. I yeah. I want to get involved with more people yeah. doing creative stuff and photograph them doing the creative thing. I think I've done that a few times with bands in the studio before, and I find that really rewarding and satisfying. So I think I want to do more of that because but shooting the shooting the candid stuff. Yeah, I mean shooting That's shows. My favorite as well. Shooting shows is great, but I don't know. I'd like I'd like to I like getting that kind of access and insight into what's going on. I've done it with my friend's band Swallows who went to the studio, I've done it with Banshee when they've gone to the studio before and it's uh, it's very rewarding and, and interesting I find to document other people's creative process and I feel oh, I'm now in a bit super, of a, yeah. I'm a bit more in a headspace or I've got a few more ideas about how I could do it now because I'm a lot better than I used to be so I want to try and do more of that I think. Why are you coming? Uh, you, should, um, you should try and Try and uh, seduce them into taking you into the studio when they write because that's always my favourite. Do you know what's funny? I go like, up, I go up and hang out with them in the studio a lot, just because we're really close friends. It's just nine times out of ten I don't have a camera with me, but I think next time I will do that. Camera. Yeah. Why don't you come take pictures of me while right? Just take pictures of you while you sit in front of your Mac. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, get quite so active. For me, it's such a thing when people like. Um, I guess part of my my serious attraction to music is this this idea that someone comes up with this tiny like chord or fragment it turns into this massive song that can literally connect with people all over the world and be played in stadiums mm. and people can sing that back to you and that blows my mind like I, I honestly yeah, think music is magic yeah that's it's, very much magic it's magic, to magic we have it's mind-blowing so whenever I get to see people in, in studios when they're writing it's so much more interesting to me to see that process yeah no, yeah. I quite agree. I, I really enjoy that as well. Because music does that to me all the time. Like you said, when I listen to sad songs, I assume that every sad song is somehow about me. And presumably, a small handful of them aren't about me. Just a small handful? Just a few. <laughs> a few of them probably aren't about me. Uh, now that we're on I music... I think every song's about you. It's okay, don't worry. Yes. Excellent. That's fed my ego wonderfully. So we'll go on to... <laughs> the last bit then we'll talk about what records we've been listening to because we always like to talk about that what have you been listening to Chris? Wait, jingle what records you listen to Chris? Uh, I am listening to the Fallison album Open Book which just came through the door today actually and it's just it's just it's just wonderful it's a really nice album it's, it's full of, Joe, it's great about it it's full of lots of really sad songs it's quite there's some really melancholic like, songs as well I've heard so much about the band and I've Oh, like, it's really, I, I it's quite, I guess really it's quite a quite indie rock, but it's really very, it's very kind of earnest and genuine and sincere. It's just nice. beautiful. It's yeah, the lyrics are really nice. Ross has got a really, really nice voice. The lyrics are beautiful. Uh, the songwriting's quite, it's sophisticated in that it's quite simple and to the point. There's not a lot of excess fat or extra layers or anything like that. It's, uh, it's just. It's I mean, we know we know a couple of them as well. So that well, that always influences your your opinion on these things a little bit. But I uh, I really enjoy the the simple sincerity of all of it. And Ross is a really such a sincere album. He's such a very a nice emotive voice. It's and the way that someone like Tom York's got a really emotive voice. Not that he sounds like Tom York, but Tom York from Edgehead sings, and you believe what it, he's singing immediately. Ross has got that kind of voice. It, it's I, I, there's not a bad song on it. 
Uh, it's, I don't know if I go that far, but no, I, 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 I'm, I, I think it's a fantastic album. It laughs in the face of the difficult second album syndrome because it's there are there are some crackers on it that I really exquisite. enjoy. At the moment, I listen to a lot. Uh, I don't I'm, know how I'm going to speak to 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 Mark about to it. Mark about it because I'm I'm now a fan. Like, I mean, I was a fan before, but yeah. I'm going to be a proper fan girl now because it's one of my favorite albums of the year. Yeah, I, so I, that's I, great. I think it would an album would would need to do a lot to to top that for me. But they also did a little the a lyric book with the hand yeah, you got lyric, that, didn't you? Yeah. That. Um, I mean, you really steal nice. it off. You haven't looked yeah, at absolutely. It. No, I don't mean. I don't mean take it away. Oh, you right, have a look yeah, at it. Yeah, it sounds yeah. quite nice, and I didn't order that first. I will reason. get aggressive over stationery. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you will. Uh, I've also been listening to that and uh, the new Architects record because it's so good. so good, right? Almost as good as the so the good. almost as good as the press promo photos for it, mate. Eh? Oh, get out of my ass! <laughs> <laughs> Those are really nice photographs you took for that, though. It's it's, it's great. Thank you. There's a you know that's too funny. Like there's. We did, I think there's about, like, 50 photos mm. in total, um, like, all different edits Yeah. Um, for, for their press, because we had to shoot all the press in one day. Yeah. Because uh, their guitarist lives in fucking Canada. Oh, was helpful. Insane. So, um, I didn't actually know that we were going to have to shoot everything. But, yeah. So, we shot everything, which is really cool. Um, but there's, like three favourite photos of mine and they haven't used them yet and I'm just dying uh, to like, put them out. Yeah, I can imagine, mate. Because they're using yeah, that they're using that sweet kind of one where you've got the kind of weird sort of 3D glasses edit on it quite a lot. Yeah, I, I like that one. Yeah, that's um, nice. It's actually really weird because they had, they, the first song they then put out um, had a 3D effect in it. And I yeah, Match Made in Heaven does have that in the video, doesn't it? I didn't notice that before. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was going to I didn't know that was going to happen. I just sort of was like, yeah, I want to do like a 3D thing with it. And then it just linked really nicely with that video. So, Brilliant. It's a nice little bit of, um, little, little bit of luck there, I guess. Yeah. Chris is the one to actually talk about the architecture. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just, I'm just sitting here listening. It's really, really awesome. kind of, really loud, awesome. noisy, oh, aggressive, that aggressive music. Yeah. yeah. Stuff scares me. Never, yeah, the stuff gonna, is scary. I'm going to put this out there. Like, I've been, I, I love Architects. I think they're they're a great band, especially live. I think they're, mm. um, I think they're probably one of the best live bands in the yeah. world at the moment. Um, I could never super connect their albums. Could appreciate that they were great albums, mm. but was never like this is like the best thing I've ever heard. I thought Lost, I thought Lost Forever Lost Together was great, but um, yeah, yeah. But all I got to the band with us is next level oh, brilliant, Downfall is like my run song at the yeah moment. Downfall's great I love that chorus yeah so good, uh, so good. I've always, in contrast to that as well I've always been listening to the new 1975 album oh my god it's so good yeah. though <laughs> which is the amazing title of I like it when you sleep for you are beautiful yet so unaware of it which I think sums up a lot of this podcast quite well yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, but I really like that because it's really good eclectic pop songs with actually real instrumentation in it, and it's a lot of kind of sort of slightly melancholy, sort of lovelorn, witty kind of stuff, which I guess obviously appeals to the mindset we've discussed a lot in this podcast as well. Yeah. And you can yeah. dance to it, which is pretty sweet. Oh, well, we should dance. In fact, I, I I don't know if you you mentioned that at this point, but I cut some pretty sweet dance moves to it on Saturday night. Just, no, just myself, because nobody else knew what was going on. It was literally like just me and the dance floor of ABC going nuts to 1975. That's awesome. It was pretty good. Uh, what, what, I don't been... around while I'm cooking a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been listening to, Jenny? Um, okay, so I've had this song called What's It Gonna Be by Shura. I think that's how you pronounce it. 
uh, on repeat, and she's someone that I, I assume men and it sounds like you should be in the breakfast club dancing. Sold. That's literally all I have to say about it, and I probably, li- I think I listened to it 50 times yesterday. Sold. Done. I'm in. Um, it's that good. Sounds good. Say that. It's really, really good. <laughs> Basically <laughs> what I'm trying to say. It's a really, it's a really great song, and like her other stuff is really good as well. Um, aside from that, I've been listening to the most recent Rocket Summer album, mm. a bunch. Um, and if anyone doesn't know who that is, you should go listen to it because Bryce Avery is just one of the most incredible musicians, um, and he blows my mind a little bit. Mm. And um, he's just, he's a really nice person as well. Um, and Zoetic, which is the new album, has some killer songs on it. Like they're almost. I don't want to say the heavy because it's not like a metal album or anything, but it almost is heavy. I don't know. There's a bit that sounds like Linkin Park. And it's great. Everything about it is great. I'll, I'll need to check that out as well. I'm sold. Uh, I guess we're coming to a conclusion then. So yeah. we're on to just, just clubs album yeah. this week. Yeah. It, yeah, we'll do we'll do other clubs another time. But we thought since we had a guest, we'd actually go a bit deeper into the issue. A bit deeper into the issue because a third voice was definitely more interesting than just the two of us waxing lyrical at each other. Absolutely. Uh, so where can people find you on the internet, Chris? Uh, I am at Dancing Toaster for my own personal Twitter account, or at Toasted Fiction for the old fiction stuff. You can go on www.toastedfiction.com for all things Toasted Fiction, and you can of course order the Toasted Fiction book, a collection of very short stories that nobody asks for from iBooks or ToastedFiction.bigcartel.com. Where can you find you, Cal? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CalMcMillan2. Because uh, some other bastard got there first. You can find me on Instagram at Ginger Snap Scotland. You can find my photo page on Facebook if you're so interested at Ginger Snap Scotland. I have a blog website thing that I'm going to completely redo and restart and launch and all that at abandonhipster.com. That address may change, but you can go there just now if you want. If you've got nothing else to do. Uh, but if people had better things to do, Jenny, where could they find you online? Find me online at jennifermccordphoto.com or if you're into more like lifestyle and naked people, um, you can find me at rundeepco.com. And on social media, it's JRC McCord uh, with a double C. Uh, and I have a photo blog as well, which is jennifermccordphotoblog.tumblr.com, but that's also linked up the websites and things. Mm. But you, you should probably not waste your time, I'm kind of shit. No, that's not true at all. I will not not accept that as a as a position for any second. Yeah. Everybody should go look at all, especially the photos of naked people and stuff like that. They're all very good. It's very... Thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, but you should also go check out my old URL. I can have pronounced that. diary.tumblr.com because some twat has taken over the taken it over and turned it into a website about hamsters. And it's really fucky up my SEO. Oh, wow. That is, that is terrible. <laughs> but quite funny. Uh, I, think, I genuinely think it's someone trying to fuck with uh, me. Because yeah. they've kept, like, the name and everything. They, they must like, be. It's still called, like, Diary of Scrub and Friendship. I, like I like the idea that you've got uh, someone who's enough of an enemy to go to that kind of effort. Oh, no, I just... But, you know, there's been a few, there's been a few people that you meet sometimes that you're just like, you're a fucking psychopath, dude. Mm. Like... You are vile. I have come across people like that before, yeah. I've people like that, so... Yeah. I feel yeah. your, I feel we'll your pain, bro. Uh, but I, I don't know. Unless, 
don't know. Do you want to give people your Snapchat, Chris? You love Snapchat. Absolutely not. No. no. 100%. No, I don't get that either, because my Snapchat is the worst. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just, it's just mostly pictures of me on my top off. Like, it's the worst. Nice. I should probably stop doing that, really. <laughs> you should, because I will block you. You've not blocked me yet. I know. Just, uh, <laughs> she'll, you'll let my pin up. I can't afford it. Mm. So is he just sending you, like, un, unsolicited needs? No, they're not. They're not nudes. It's just that when I'm home, I tend not to have a shirt on because close enough. Because yeah, why? Whatever slut, like, don't try to defend your actions. Yeah, <laughs> I I object to being called a slut. There's no evidence to support this whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I didn't say that being a slut was a bad thing. You like took that from it, which yeah. I mean, call yourself that a feminist. Makes your definition of a slut slightly questionable, and so. I can't believe you've turned I'm this against I me, man. I know, you did. I am <laughs> really wanting to say that. Basically, what I was trying to say was I do not send people unsolicited nudes. So but if, some- solicited. if somebody solicits me for a nude photograph, I'll definitely send it. So this podcast is now just us <laughs> pimping you out. Listen, if somebody wants to email... You, I think you need to put your Snapchat out there now for all the people that listen to this that are like, I really want to get a nude of him. Nobody wants a nude of me, really. If I knew what your Snapchat name was, I'd say it. My Snapchat name is C.M. McMillan. C.M. McMillan. All the nudes that you wow. could possibly want. This, we, this podcast is really good. Oh, you could totally set up a merchandise store though and um, take like a few new Polaroids and sign them and like sell them. I don't think anyone's going to buy that. Certainly not. I'm not against the idea. I just don't think it's commercially viable. I mean, I, mean, I, I believe you can do whatever you want. I believe in you. Yeah, maybe I'll just do it then. Fuck it. Why not? Just do it. Yeah. Fuck it. It's... <laughs> It's, it's been wonderful to have have you join us, Jenny. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for joining us, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm sorry for fucking up your podcast. No, no Pentheus. The Pentheus has made it much better. We, we do that ourselves anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I remember. I, I wrote down the sweet sign off, Chris. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Right, so that's us for this week. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Well, I can't remember who this. <laughs> I said it. I said it up for you to say. It. I set it up for you to say it. Oh, fuck it. Uh, now that we're on the music... I every song's about you. It's okay, don't worry. Yes. Excellent. That's fed my ego wonderfully. So we'll go on to <laughs> the last bit then and we'll talk about what records we've been listening to because we always like to talk about that. What have you been listening to, Chris? Wait, jingle.